Erev Shabbos, unbelievable, all the Klal Yisrael, in this week, even though the people living in Chutzarts are going to have a little bit more Torah to lane until they catch up, but B'Siyat Dushmaya, we're all learning, they're reading Matas for the people in America and Maasai, and both in Eretz Yisrael will be learning Maasai. But even more important is actually that the Haftorah, the Haftorah is... Now, it's interesting, we mentioned a little bit last week about there's a procedure going that we started with Divrei uh, Yirmiyahu, the words of Yirmiyahu. Now it's listen to the words of Hashem. And next week, of course, is going to be Chazon, Yishayah Benot, division. You see, my left eye is a little bit worse. Either which way, there's a development. In other words, Kosh Baruch Hu is giving us some food for thought, some supercharged vitamins to make certain adjustments internally that we should be able to manifest the message that Hashem wants us to take from this period of time. This period of time, of course, today right now is Rosh Chodesh Av. We already finished about, uh, I think, majority of the three weeks are over. But um, we have the, we're in the final rundown. We have now 10 days because today, and unless Mashiach comes and we're going to be sitting in the base of Mikdash, it could be that the following Sunday we're going to be sitting on the ground in the morning and at night. Um, so, but we're hoping if we get the message, maybe it doesn't need to be that way. Um, the Slano Rebbe in his Nesiva Shalom says so, so many amazing things. One of the most important things that he says is that the crying, the crying that we cry, we're hopefully able to cry on Tisha B'Av should not be a cry of desperation. shouldn't be a cry of, oy vey, it's too late, what have we done, there's no way, crying on the past. Rather, it should be a cry to rectify the future. And he basically says that all the crying that a Jew does, it's Yiddish Tren, Jewish tears. Jewish tears are so powerful. But Chas Shalom, Jewish tears could also be destructive in nature. And uh, we know that the famous Gemara in Tainus, based on the Pasuk, that when the Miraglim came back and gave their report and their opinion, Kali Shell started crying. Kosh says, Atem Bechisim Bechiyashalchinam. You guys cried a crying for naught, crying for nothing, a purposeless cry, a cry out of, I would hate to say it, sometimes people are addicted to this depressive type of cry. And it's a cry that's from a place that's missing. It's like it's counterfeit crying. You know, the crying it could be so powerful, and to do so many good things for Klal Yisrael. But on the other hand, it could be destructive. So atem bechisim bechiyashalchinam. You thought, oh, vey, there's giants there. There's no way we're going to be able to conquer and move into Eretz Yisrael. What are you talking about? Hashem says you guys are going in. Okay, there's a uh, some. We have some competition. We have we have to face our, some 
enemies and challenges. But if you be in, in despair and think that there's no hope, then the tears were wasted. Atem bechisim bechia shalchinam. What does Hashem say? Ani I'm going to establish you for you a bechia for all generations. Now I remember the first time I heard this, I was like, "Wow!" Mida we cried for bad things, and Hashem is going to show us how we're going to have to cry. I'm going to give you a good reason to cry now, right? Because doesn't is not punitive that way. Because doesn't want to stand punish us and like, okay, you're now you're going to suffer. Chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. And I just realized, maybe that this is a pshat. And I wanted to run it by Rav Gamliel, but I, when I went today, I, there some other things happened. There was a friend of mine whose child got hit by a bus and was in the hospital. And, you know, it was like so many different things. I, I couldn't really, you know, ask him if this is a valid pshat. But maybe you guys think, and let me know what you think. My feeling was, you guys cried a crying for nothing. I'm going to establish for you some permanent power to utilize and empower your, your cry. You're going to cry for your future. You're going to cry that it'll be a building the tears will be something that's going to help build. And the Shalom Rebbe, basically, that it's from his Torah that I thought this might be a pshat, because he says that the, the tears that a Jew cries with a longing and yearning to, to be reconnected to Kosh reconnected to Kosh to have his own bias, and to cry that, oh, if only, you know, not, not to just cry on, oh, ich, 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 but crying on, Abishter, you, and maybe Klai Yisrael, all the tsars the Yidin are going through. Hashem, help, please absolve this. Imo nochi b'tzara. I know, Hashem, you're with us when we're in suffering. So just like we're suffering, you're suffering. And if you're suffering, if I'm suffering for me, little old me, but you're suffering for 20 some odd million Yidin who have their issues, wow, your, your tsar is so much greater. So we have the daven for the tsar shechina. So ani ekva lechem I'm going to establish for you that your crying should not be for the past, what happened and it's over and done with. I'm going to do the cry for the future, for your doros. Le doros. I think that's a pshat. If this may be wrong, maybe, maybe if people give me their feedback, I'd appreciate it. But I think that that's, that's really what a Kosh wants from us. We are on the yurt of Aaron Akoyan. Everybody knows the only Yorzeit mentioned in the Torah with the day and the month and, and even the year is Arna Cohen's uh, Yom Abtira, and that's Brashchodesh Av. And, um, and I think that this is something that we we have this power, Brashchodesh Av, that Akosh Baruch Hu, if you look in, the, in, in Eicha, each of the chapters of Eicha are going through Aleph base. And uh, it's very unique. Most of the rest of the Tanakh doesn't have it like that. Of course, you have Kufiyutes and Tehillim, but most of Tanakh is not going through Aleph base. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to get our lives in order. We should have our priorities straight. I think this is part of what we're missing. 
I think that this is, you know, of course we all know that the base of Mikdash, the second base of Mikdash was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam. And Sinas Chinam is a very destructive power. It destroys. And I think, though, that if we realize that the Sinas Chinam, of course, the rectification of Sinas Chinam, people say is Avas Chinam. But I think. I think the opposite of sinas chinam is not to have any hate at all. So, you know, again, of course, avas chinam is huge, and I, all the gedolim that say that, it's, I think that's definitely important, and uh, we should all be working on that. But also just to think that how to uproot the sinas chinam. i got to get rid of the sinas chinam. Of course, it's something that's very difficult, and uh, it's something that hidden throughout the centuries have been working on. But maybe that's why that this Yurtzeit, Arna Koyin's Yurtzeit, is here in the midst of, or the beginning of the, uh, of the nine days, the Rosh Chodesh Av. And also, maybe thinking about Rosh Chodesh Av, what does an Av do? What does a Tati do? Tati, a Tati, he, he always tries to, to look at things favorably, tries to look at his Yidin, tries to look at his Kindleuch, if we would look at each other like a parent looks at his children, that would also give us another... I, when I see my kid doing something wrong, obviously I'm not happy, but how much sinas chinam do I have for my own kids? Hopefully not much. Hopefully none at all. And maybe that's what we need to focus on also, that during the, the nine days, not only should I have no sinas chinam, but I should also be able to Look at my kids and look at every other yid as if he is part of my family. And uh, I think that's one of the major things we all need, of course, that we all have to be like family. And Kosh uh, should give us the koyach that this month of Av we should get ourselves in order, organize things, our priorities should be straight. <sighs> Av also to be like a tati. And um, hopefully this way we'll be treating each other properly, giving each other chizik. I'll tell you, you know, sometimes we don't realize we hurt each other. Sometimes a person could do something to hurt a person's feelings. And Gamliel told the story that happened with him. He says, imagine it's probably about at least 20-some years ago, but there was a fellow who was married... And this guy was really worried, like, you know, Nebuch, his wife, uh, was named after her great aunt or something, that the great aunt never had children and had other problems. And this woman, this guy's wife, also has these problems and also doesn't have children. And what's going to be? What are we, maybe we should change the name. So they decide they're going to go to Urgamliel and ask him. Urgamliel was... He, he he deflected that he had the credit here, but he says, I don't think it's a name. Let's go to ask Rav Fisher, because Diane Fisher was an expert with names. I, I remember going to take uh, another family that didn't have children to Diane Fisher and finding out that the Ksuba actually was written with the, the wife's wrong name, and that was a long uh, hold to do in order to get everything you know, changed in Baruch Hashem. That family already has, I don't know, seven, eight kids, Baruch Hashem, but um, at least six. Either way, but um, this fellow didn't have children. 
and went to Rav Gamliel. Rav Gamliel says, let's go ask Rav Fisher. So they go to Rav Fisher, and Rav Gamliel says, I was there when Rav Fisher's at the head of the table. The Bokhar sat opposite Rav Fisher. Rav Gamliel says, I stood on the side of Rav Fisher. And the fellow told him the whole thing about his wife's name and who she was named after and this, that, and the other. And Rav Fisher was like nodding his head. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he, Diane Fisher hears the whole thing and he puts his head down. And he's thinking. Picks his head up, stares right at the guy and says, it's nothing to do with the name. The guy's a little taken aback and he says, you know why it's, your wife has no children? Because somebody's mockbed on you because you embarrassed them. Now, this guy, you know, a serious average, he's been learning Kolo for like seven, eight, maybe it's already ten years, no children. So he went to the Kolo and he asked everybody in the Kolo, he's been learning the same Kolo for ten years. No, nobody has any tainas on him. He goes back to his Yeshiva Katana, I mean Yeshiva Gdola, he went to Yeshiva Gdola and he asks everybody, you know, you're one of the best guys and Everybody loves you. No, nobody has any problems. They called everybody on the list. This is about 30-something years ago. It wasn't like you could just send out a, a WhatsApp group to all your you know, alumni from your, from your graduating class at Vesnish. And called everybody. And everybody was saying, no, no, no. Nobody has tainas on you. So he's very frustrated. So he goes, no, I'm going to go back, back to high school. So he goes to Yeshiva Katana. And he goes painstakingly calling every bucher in his class. Every bacher in all those classes, the years above him, the years below him. And, you know, he's trying to get out. And then finally he hits pay dirt. And he calls this one person and says, listen, it's so-and-so. And listen, it's, it's, uh, I just want to know if, any, if you have any kapedas, any if you're upset at me for anything and I may have done to harm you or whatever. And this guy says, are you kidding? Do I have any kapedas on you? Of course I have kapedas on you. The whole reason I'm no longer, uh, you know, a Haredi is because of you. He's like, really? What, what did I do? So you don't remember? You seriously don't remember? Oh, that's even more painful than this whole thing. You destroyed my life. And this Avrech is like, I, uh, please remind me. He says, ah, I'll remind you. Yeah, it was uh, the, the week of Parshas Masai. And, of course, in Parshas Masai, the minig in the Hasidish world, or the, the Yerushalmi world, whatever it was, is that they read the entire Membes Masos for the, the Aliyahs during the week. And this guy, who they called this Bukhar up, and this Bukhar who was embarrassed, happened to be a bit rotund. Let's say about the 350-pound... 350-pounder. And um, so, you know how the the aisles in the yeshivas are not necessarily made for, you know, football players. They're made for people. And he was trying to get by. And uh, he was squeezing himself in. And he says, when I get, got close, you know, I was passing you. He says, uh, we could have finished laning all 442 muscles by the time you get to the, the, the bima. You know, he called you up, you know, taking you so long. And everybody starts cracking up because it was a funny joke, but at somebody's expense. And this yid was so embarrassed, he says, I never came back to yeshiva, you never noticed it because I wasn't one of your group. I was so embarrassed, everybody's looking at me. 
and I decided I'm not going back to yeshiva, and then I decided I'm going to just go out to work, and I became uh, one of the ice barbs. And it's all because of you. And this guy said, I'm so sorry. I mean, gosh, wow. I never realized it. Please, please be mochel. Please be mochel. What are you talking about? You destroyed me. I can't be mochel. You just say, oh, yeah, okay, fine, no problem. You destroyed my life. My parents, my family, my friends, everything. It's all because of you. So this guy is really, really distraught. And he, he realizes he really, really messed up. And so he says, but you don't realize I'm married now 10 years and my wife has no children. And I, I asked the Gedolim, the Gedolim says I must have embarrassed somebody. And now I realize it's you. But you could solve all the problems for us. Please, be Michael. <laughs> if you want, I can say Michael, 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 But in my heart, I don't forgive you. So the guy goes back and he goes to Gamliel, what do I do? I found the I found the pay that I found the guy that embarrassed, but he doesn't want to accept my apology. What do I do, Rebbe? Rabbi Gamliel remembered there was another Misa that had happened that um, there was a bucher a story with the stipler. The stipler, you know, was the Rav in, in the Bnei Brak at the time. And there was a bucher who was learning in the base medrash. And uh, the cleaner, the, the, the guy that cleans the yeshiva came by and he wanted to clean up the base medrash. And this guy was learning. And he's like, you know, uh, i got Torah to learn. I'm not going to just walk away now. Torah is more important than your cleaning. And uh, the guy said, I need to clean and whatever. So the, the fellow, he, um, so the fellow you know, actually afterwards realizes, wow, you know, I think I shouldn't have done that. It's not not so nice of me. And he felt bad, and so he asked, the, he went to ask the stipler what he should do. So uh, the stipler says, you're absolutely wrong. You, you can't, your learning is very important, but there are lots of base medrashes. You can find a different vinkle, a different corner to sit in instead of a place where he needs to work. So you got to, definitely you have to ask him mechila. He says, okay. And he says, no, 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 not just okay. Not only do you have to have to Mechila, you got to pay him because maybe because he didn't, wasn't able to do the job because of you, he may have gotten docked from his pay and he, he lost money. You go and you give him money. The bucher was like astounded. I'm just a bucher. He says, hello. You caused somebody else to lose money. You owe him. So that's what the guy did. Sir of Gamliel had remembered this story and he said to this Avrech, he said, listen, the guy obviously is a, definitely doesn't want to be mochel you, but maybe, 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 maybe if you go and you ask him, listen, please, put a sizable sum of money into an envelope, go to his house and ask him in person, give him the covered and give him the, the feeling how intense your tsar is that you cause him tsar, and maybe he'll be you. And that's what he did. And Taka, the guy, Gamil says, I know this guy, he's now not only a father, he's a grandfather already, and uh, Baruch Hashem, this uh, guy who we embarrassed, uh, actually was Moichel Balev Sholem. 
But we don't understand it's not enough just to stand randomly love somebody, but sometimes you also have to um, not only randomly love somebody, you have to avert causing somebody else pain. I think it was the Slonim Rebbe that said, no, sorry, the Zvila Rebbe, he said that the thing that he was most confident in is, is that, that when he's leaving this world, there was nobody he has to ask Mechila for. You know, I was at the Levaya of Shlomo Zalman Arbach's wife, and uh, he said at the Levaya, he says, I would ask Mechila for you, from you, but I know there's never anything that I didn't, if I had ever had to ask Mechila, it was asked right away, I have nothing to ask Mechila for. In other words, he would conduct himself with such care and concern not to harm anybody that there was not no reason to ask Mechila. So I hope that all of us should be able to take the messages of the times. Be like and Bez Hashem not only, yes, but also make sure not to ever hurt somebody. You know, if you hurt somebody, you're very cavalier, you don't care about somebody's feelings. But at the same time, you're, you're all smiles and you give, give nice things to people, make people feel nice. It's beautiful, but it doesn't necessarily counteract if you're still causing people pain. So Hashem should help us not only have avaschinam, we should also make sure we don't cause anybody time. And if we take this and internalize it, this, this week is a work, week of Shmia, trying to hear their hair, trying to understand what is the message Hashem is trying to give us? And maybe if we think and try to contemplate deeper and deeper and deeper, what does Hashem really want from me? Then maybe, maybe we'll get the message right and we'll make the adjustments we need to make to bring the Dios Gael Tzedek and Herbimeno Amen. Just one little mice that happened to me today that um, I had a. Um, um, I have a, a friend, Nebuch, whose, whose son was um, hurt, uh, was run over by a bus. And Nebuch, the kid, was in the hospital and broken bones. And uh, for, he was on, in a, a comatose state. And uh, they were very worried that he's not going to survive. Another mutual friend says, I've got to do something for this kid. And he said, David, he told me, he says, can you give out stuckers for this kid's refuah? So I went out and gave stuckers, and I told the people the name. You know, Yaakov Menachem ben Chayesara, please, Davin for him. And they gave out little kvitlich to people, and everybody was asked to Davin for him. And um, so I went to shul this morning, and... Um, I'm sitting there and I wanted to sit in a place and this guy kind of like made room for me and was like very smiley, here, take... And then one of the people that I, you know, I gave the money to was involved with, you know, davening. He asked any news about Yaakov Menachem and Chayisara. Apparently this other fellow sitting next to me knew, heard about it also. And he thought that I was either the father or of the, of the boy and he started like smiling at me and says, "It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good." And, like you know, giving me such chizik. And I was like, "Wow!" Like it's not even me, but like, you know, wow. 
he wants so much to be mahana. He wants to just give another yidah, feeling a chizik. He says, Hashem's going to help. Everything's going to be good. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Everything's going to be better. It's like, wow. That was such a random act of kindness. It's such a beautiful thing. And I was so nispoil how another yid wants to treat another yid. So Hashem should help that the Zerah Hashem, Taka, the Siyakam Menachem, the Chayasar should have a refu shlema, the Chole of all his being should be healthy, Ruchnis and Gashmias and the Zerah Hashem should have Psoros Tovos and maybe the fact that Yidin are davening for somebody they don't even know and hopefully, you know, there's another Maisa of Avas Chinam and Achena Kobes Yisrael and Bez Hashem the Achtos that we should develop over this period of time should bring us to that Biaz Gol Tzedek Amen, I get benched